This is the Acoustic Guitar Project podcast. I'm Dave Adams, and we're with Jessie Bridges from San Francisco to talk about her song, Now You Are Mine. Hey, Jessie. Hi, Dave. How are you? I am fabulous. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. <laughs> I'm just excited to be chatting with you, too. Awesome. Um, I uh, want to talk about your song. I think, A, it's, a, it's an awesome song with an even more awesome uh, subject. Thank and, you. And um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience? You had said that this was kind of a first for you to write this way. So Totally. So, well, it's funny. Um, back in March, I had gone to my very first songwriting workshop in Nashville. And that was also a new thing for me because the way I have typically approached songwriting in the past is I, I wait for inspiration to hit me. And then when it does, a song magically appears and I don't feel responsible for it. Mm. So um, starting with my songwriting workshop, that kind of gave me tools and exercises to say, oh, hey, I can look at this poem and I can draw from a line and, I, and, I, and expand the story based on that one line. So this reminded me of that in that it was a different way of approaching songwriting and it just gave me an exercise and I realized that um, having that type of structure as scary as it might seem and kind of intimidating I actually do really well um, under that type of pressure so I really ended up appreciating it and surprisingly wrote the entire song in less than an hour sitting down in like one shot. So that was kind of cool. Did that surprise you? It totally surprised me. Absolutely. And you said, uh, you know, in the past you wrote these songs, you know, over time, maybe, uh, you know, there was some inspiration that popped up, uh, but you didn't feel responsible for it. Yeah. Did you feel more responsible for this song? I did. Um, well, I didn't. I didn't. That's a good <laughs> question. Because, um, so as you know, and hopefully uh, your listeners and um, fans of your project will learn, my song is about my dog, Banjo. And... Uh, I'm looking at her right now, and she's so funny. And she is a very important, significant part of my life. I mean, many aspects of my day revolve around making sure that Banjo is okay. And so when I sat down, um, I didn't even think about her. And I, I just kind of messed around a little, and then I just started to come up with this story out of nowhere and so I I I don't know what I'm trying to say okay I'm both responsible for it and I'm not like it was so unpremeditated if that's even a word and it came so organically out of me that it feels like it wasn't my doing but then at the same time this project miraculously fell into my hands and it gave me an opportunity to explore a subject matter in this way and so I am responsible I don't know it's like magic or something mm -hmm. <laughs> now you say it miraculously fell into your hands tell me tell me about how that happened 
So I received, um, I think it was a Facebook message, I want to say, from Steve Gallup. Either Facebook or, or on my um, music website, that email. And he explained the project. And um, the one thing that it reminded me of was, what's that project? What's the... Um, where everyone around the world plays that one song. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called, I, but it's this really cool thing, and it had a similar vibe. And I and I have always thought about that and how just sweet that uh, connectedness is. Mm-hmm. And this was so connected that it was obviously an easy thing for me to say yes to. Mm-hmm. And the funny part is, is that it automatically felt like a really great decision to participate, and it brought up a lot of fear. Like, mm-hmm. what happens if I can't do it? How will that make me feel? Um, what if I do it, but I'm not happy with what I create? What if, um, you know, all of these what ifs. And so it's interesting how those things accompany each other, this kind of excitement and then this fear at the same time. So was there kind of a, a breaking point where the, the excitement outweighed the fear? Or uh, what, um, were you just I like, you know, fear be damned? Always, I, think, I think the excitement always outweighed the fear. But, um, you know, it only takes a little bit of fear, right, to kind yeah. of like crush you. So um, it wasn't enough to crush me, obviously. <laughs> but... Uh, it's also, I think, a little bit of fear is healthy because it um, it keeps you connected to yourself in a way that if you didn't feel that, like, for example, when I perform, I'm always at least a little nervous. And if I wasn't a little nervous, then I'd be really worried. So the fear part of, of participating in this was like, Okay, this is a familiar part of who I am. I know this this fear, um, but I'm I'm also going to choose not to listen to you right now. Hmm, that's awesome. Yeah. So you said that you were really scared when you first got the guitar. Obviously, it didn't last long, but yeah. <laughs> so kind of walk me I, through like getting it. Yeah, totally. So I was scared because I consider myself. Um, more kind of a creator and a creative person and a writer. And although I do know how to play guitar and I've been playing for almost half my life and um, when I perform, it's part of what I do, I'm pretty um, underdeveloped in my technical skill as a guitar player. And so when I saw this beautiful guitar, and it is extremely beautiful, it's this like piece of art. Um, and you know, it's I handmade think, just for for you guys, right? It, it's so cool. Yeah, right. it's yeah. so. You guys are the only ones to play it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really. It's such a, a treat to be um, able to have have kind of like put my hands on it and really created something out of it. Mm. Um, and so when I saw it it was almost as if and this might come across as negative self-talk or whatever but it was almost as if I didn't feel worthy as a musician to play it because I um my style is 
is pretty straightforward and simple. And, you know, I was like, is this going to work? Like, am I going to be able to play? Um, and of course that was part of the whole fear thing. And I ended up proving that, that part of myself incredibly wrong. But that's kind of where the fear came from when I initially got the guitar and I was like, is this going to work? Am I going to be able to do this? So you, you, um, you obviously picked it up right away and, and, and got right to it, which, you know, uh, is the exception more than the rule? <laughs> it tends to be. Interesting. Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, some people get immediate inspiration. Other people, you know, really uh, toil over it. Uh, it tends to be one or the other. Um, but, uh, you know, you'd mentioned that you uh, wanted to write a song about your dog, Banjo, uh, but you didn't actually know that that was what was going to happen. So when did that kind of surface for you? When did you realize that that was that's what it was? Um, well, part of uh, one of the things that happens during songwriting for me that is pretty consistent and there aren't a lot of consistent in my songwriting, but um, is that I usually have placeholder words. And so the song was what I thought was going to be placeholder words or like filler. And I realized that um, because I wrote the line, um, I don't know where you were born, before I knew it was about banjo before I knew anything about where the song was going. And, um, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, like who am I talking about? Well, who's the character in this story? What does this mean to me? And I realized, I don't, I don't even remember the moment. It just felt like um, just true. It felt true to be singing about her and there was no decision making. It's a very weird thing, and it doesn't like logically. It's not going to make any sense, and I can't make <laughs> sense out of it. But it, it's just like I didn't choose to write about it or to write about her. The words and the topic just kind of came to me, and then all of a sudden, after that first verse, I knew that. Um, I thought this song could go in a couple different directions. I thought, okay, well, this could go, this could be about um, just what it's like for me when I get a new friend or, you know, I'm getting to know someone and, like, how that experience feels or, like, moving into a new house or, like, just mm -hmm. um, starting. You're like, what does a beginning feel like? And so I thought I could go in that direction and then I realized that I love details and I love when songs unfold like stories and um, I realized that it would be feel so fulfilling to me to have this be my story about Banjo and our relationship with each other mm. and like I said it just kind of happened naturally yeah as, and the song must have just poured out of you at that point it did it totally did was Banjo anywhere near you? Oh, she's always near me. When I... <laughs> yeah. That's a, what does she think of the song? I think she likes it. Yeah. She's, she, she likes to play it cool. Yeah. So, you know, she's not giving, giving it up too, too much. But... Typical muse. Yeah, right. They want to make sure that you're keeping, uh, yeah. you know, keep, keep hungry. Or, uh, exactly. she, wants a, she wants a full album. 
Yeah. <laughs> Banjo, the soundtrack. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, have, have you written about people, you know, I say people, but animals uh, as well. I mean, anyone close to you previously or was that kind of a new experience too? No, I, I would say... I probably wrote my first song when I was maybe 16 and a lot of my earlier writing, oh, and I'm 32 right Mm -hmm. now. So that would be like what half my life ago. Um, and I, you know, I used to write a lot about people and, but more like my relationship to people and like how people had made me feel and that usually came from a feeling of sadness or a feeling of of joy and love and as I kind of matured and and got to know myself a little bit better I realized that I didn't want to just write about my relationships uh, to others or with others but I wanted to explore things that felt maybe a little more universal or um, relatable or things that maybe dug a little bit deeper and challenged, I don't know, parts of myself that I hadn't been aware of before or something like that. So I had absolutely written about my relationships with um, many things, never an animal, so banjo was a first, (laughs) but... um, but I'd kind of strayed from that. And for some reason, the simplicity of now you are mine feels really complex to me because it's um, really probably one of my simplest, most straightforward songs to play. But it feels very dynamic. And I don't know if that's just kind of an emotional thing, like because it resonates so deeply um, with me and I can't help but think about my relationship with this animal that I love. Um, But it's, I don't know, like the feedback that I've gotten so far from the people who have listened to it is just so positive and people have said that, you know, it made them cry and it made them think about um, their dog or their cat or, or something in their life that they felt that way about. And, um, it's just really special to be able to share something like that or have it, have it develop inside of me and then come out of me and evoke an emotion in somebody else. It's just such a, mm. a fun thing to be able to experience. Yeah. A real gift Yeah, for everybody. Do you, uh, have you had a chance to play it live yet? Yes. Oh, really? Wow, that's pretty quick. Oh, this is so, yes, this is so cool that you're asking this because I played, do you know what Habitat for Humanity is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I played a fundraiser. I grew up in Santa Barbara, Mm -hmm. and I received an email from this guy that I used to go to high school with, and he is now the CEO of Habitat for Humanity in Santa Barbara. And they were doing their very first fundraiser kind of music festival thing. And so I was in Santa Barbara this past weekend, and I had a 30-minute set, and I was like – 
am I ready to play this? You know, so that whole like, oh no, I'm afraid, I'm scared. Will I know it well enough? Will I do okay? Will people like me? And when I put it in my set, I didn't know how, how it would feel. And I didn't know if I would have the balls to mm. follow through with it. Um, but when I looked to the side and I saw kind of the stage guy give me a, you know, two hands up, 10 minute warning, I said, I've got time to play this. I really want to play this. And um, it felt so good. It felt really, really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you, did you tell people what it was about before you played it at all or you just go right into it? I didn't. I, for most of my sets, I usually go on and on and like I love telling stories behind my songs, but it was not the type of environment where um, a lot of talking would have been received well. So I didn't do that, but um, I do have a show coming up this Saturday where I plan on <laughs> fully telling the story and talking all about um the acoustic guitar project. Awesome. Well, yeah. you're definitely going to enjoy the concert for the acoustic guitar project because you're meant to talk about the songs there. It's, yeah, that's I know. the I whole love focus of, of, of the project. Um, and I think that's, it's interesting for people to hear it, you know, because it's, it, it's such an, an, an amazing part. You know what I mean? That we never get to hear about normally, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's such a shared moment. And, uh, it's actually been one of my favorite favorite parts of the entire project. Uh, yeah, just, it's so cool. It's like it's like a behind the scenes. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I love hearing where people get inspiration and and how one thought led to the next line. And mm -hmm. you know, I just love all that stuff. Yeah, and there's something too about speaking to the audience. You know, just talking. It just feels so much more connected too. Like mm -hmm. people really listen when you're talking. You know, I think when you're playing, you know, maybe the obligation isn't as strong. You know, I can check my phone. I can do whatever. You're you're in your world. I'm in mine. You know, but when we're speaking to each other, it's an active engagement. And, and mm -hmm. boy, that was something that really surprised me about these shows because the, the audience is super, super engaged. It's pretty, pretty amazing. That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I love that you touched upon that because when I... Um, perform and when I have an opportunity to share the story behind my songs um, you're so right that that totally makes me feel connected to the audience because really they are just as much a part of the experience in, in a performance as the artist is right like mm -hmm. an artist can't perform to a room of nobody and I mean obviously they can and I do it all the time in my living room but um, but the energy that is shared in that room is um, when everyone's kind of in on it, you know, like that's what the storytelling does. So, so you get to share this story and then you play the song and people get it. It's like, yeah. oh, yes. And then they really listen with intent. And that's just the coolest feeling to know that people are like actively um listening you know yeah yeah uh you mentioned that you were uh kind of playing in your living room is that is that where you typically write all your songs do you write it in the same place do you yeah i write it right here yeah this is where i wrote the song 
right here. This is, this is where I wrote the song. This is obviously where I recorded the song. This is where I recorded my video. This is where we're doing our interview. This is the super creative this spot. This is the spot. Right? The super creative yeah. spot. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, where, you know, you, you kind of said that, um, you know, you started off younger, maybe writing about people, and then there was a little bit of an evolution into writing songs that are universal. Um, where where do you think you are right now as a songwriter? Um, I and that could be anything. Yeah, um, I'm strangely I feel um, pretty good about my songwriting right now, and I say strangely because back in June of last year. I hit my head and I got a concussion and it altered the way that my brain functioned um, in a way that was so like I didn't I was I worried for a, a certain amount of time that I would not be able to be feel like myself ever again and that my personality and like just who I was had, had gone and um, so when I started to write again, I discovered that not only was I not gone, but um, there were new parts of me that I hadn't come into contact with before. And so my songwriting right now um, encompasses that. That is, uh, and, and I think that I've also surrendered a little bit. Once you kind of, um, you have a brain injury like that, it, I don't know, you don't have the illusion of control, right? Because like control is, is really just an illusion. So if we think that we, um, have control over all these things, well, it's just kind of BS. I was under the impression that I had control over my songwriting and that, um, I don't know that it was a little more, um, maybe straightforward or that I was I was predictable or dependable in a way and now I've discovered about myself that I'm not and so rather than having that be something that scares me or makes me feel like less than I was um, I feel like it's really propelled me forward in a way mm. wow that's amazing yeah and that's that's shaped the way you write I think it has. I think it really has. Yeah, I've noticed that my songs, um, my my past songs can be as as I'm sure people who have listened to my music before are aware. Um, pretty wordy. Like I tend to really like playing with words and like telling the full story and I didn't always believe the less is more statement I always thought no more is more like I want to add more lines more details I want to sing that chorus again I want people to know that I'm really driving it home but now I, I think there's a fine balance between less is more and um, and putting the right kind of stuff in it you know like if it's the right line you don't need three lines to tell that information in. You can do it in one line. And so I think that's kind of what I'm discovering in, in this phase of songwriting. Cool. Yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, big goals for yourself as a songwriter? 
I've um, stopped having goals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have stopped having goals. I there was a point in my life about two years ago when I had said I am just going to do my music. This is what I want to do. I believe in um, in myself and my capabilities, and I'm going to just do it. And I realized that um, I didn't know what that meant to me. I didn't know what just doing it and committing to my music. I didn't know what that meant. So I'm somebody who benefits from structure and from kind of guidelines, which is maybe why this project was so <laughs> surprise, surprise. Right for you. Worked so well. But um but like to have a goal with songwriting and with music, it's just too broad. So I think what I do better at is having these little mini goals, like like doing this project and then moving on and saying, okay, I'm going to prepare for this show and I'm going to, you know, maybe one of my goals will be I want to write a song about, you know, my hometown and that'll be the next thing. Mm. So I think in terms of goals, that's really where what I'm going to strive for um, and less what I want to do with it and where I want to be. And and I just love um, music in general, such a healing, universal, um, emotional connection and I love being able to share what's inside of me and have people receive it and then um, their gift to me is um, I get to feel close to them when they hear my music and that just means everything to me yeah yeah that's really awesome is there a specific any specific moments that just pop in off the top of your head where you where you really felt that intensely um yeah there is um I had written a song called do it anyway and I it was one of those moments where I wasn't sure if I was ready to play it live and I was on tour and my buddy Gabe was accompanying me he was on acoustic guitar I was on acoustic guitar and I was staying with him in LA before we went and we did this gig and he said to me I I just picked up my guitar and I was playing this song and he's like whose song is that and I'm like well it's my song and he's like that's really good and I said well thank you he's like you need to play that at the upcoming shows and he said no 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 I can't do it I'm not ready I'm not ready he's like Mm, I think maybe you should reconsider. Um, and so the show came, and it was a, it was a packed house. Um, it was the end of our set, and he was like, "I think you should play that song." And so he sat down, and I did it by myself. And I was like. I think I was, had elevated. I was so high on the experience and I felt so, you know, it was about confronting these bad habits that you create over the course of an entire lifetime and saying, you know, you don't have to do it that way. You can really like, I don't know, find find a deeper uh, sense of self and you can, you don't have to behave in the way that you've always behaved and it just was the coolest thing. So I just, I can't help but think back to that 
specific show and and how it meant a lot to me i see a pattern of you saving your most scary song for the last song of the set <laughs> if there's time left <laughs> when you get the you know 10 Probably. minutes 10 I minutes think, i think i have to like get through the songs that maybe are comfortable and then I get to the end. I'm like, Oh, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, look, Hey, all that matters is that you do it. You know, that's yeah. it. doesn't matter if it's at the beginning or the end. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you think you'll try to write more songs in a week? Is that something that I would love to set that goal. Yeah. I think that, that it's a really not cool goal. It does not have to be a goal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just a, a mini goal. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I loved about it was that I had a week, but I took less than a day. And and I think that um, – and it's so funny because being afraid that I wouldn't be able to even do it with the week I was given and then doing it in such a minimal amount of time, it, it gives you the opportunity to surprise yourself. And that is just one of the best things is to be like, I did not know that I was capable of that. And here I am, um, not only meeting that goal, but far surpassing any expectations I could have ever had. So I, um, moving forward, I, I really hope to um, do the kind of write a song in a week thing again. Yeah, Definitely. I think you absolutely should. Um, is there anything else that you want to add about your experience or your songwriting or banjo or anything at all? Let's see. There's one line that, um, that is so funny because it's so uh, literal, but it doesn't come across as literal because you don't think of a dog doing this. But uh, the line... Um, you're rolling down windows while I'm over here tripping through time comes from a, an experience that I had with Banjo. She, uh, had learned to roll down the windows of my car and we had gone on a hike and this is maybe a year and a half ago and it was mother's day and so i was celebrating mother's day with my dog and i was like oh we're on this mother's day thing and you know feeling all like high and mighty i'm i'm a mother and so we're on this windy mountain road after a hike and a deer jumps across the road and banjo rolls down the window and jumps out of the car as i'm driving after the deer what yes and so I freaked out. I, there was no shoulder to pull over on. So I had to um, just stop the car. It was a blind turn, put my flashers on, jump out, grab her. I was, you know, <laughs> screaming. And then um, it was all okay. Nobody got hurt. Few. But uh, I just kept thinking, like, every time I come to that line, I have this mini internal giggle that happens because I, I remember that moment so vividly and I was so scared. Um, but here I am putting it in a song. And so I just, I don't know why I wanted to share that little detail, but it's kind of those little things that just make you feel good inside. It's so great. I don't think uh, anyone would fault you if you stopped your song in the middle and explained it at that line <laughs> yeah. and then picked it back up. 
Yeah, yeah. You might wait, be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is true, guys. This is true. I'm going to tell you something, you guys. I can't finish the song until I tell you this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure during the performance that I'll have to share that special little I part of the so. story as well. I hope so. Well, thank you so much for writing a beautiful song, and we should probably hear it, so... Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Dave. It's been a pleasure to uh, to share my passion and joy. And um, what a cool thing. Thank you for creating this wonderful venue to explore creativity. Uh, the pleasure is definitely mine, for sure. Awesome. So this is the Acoustic Guitar Project Podcast. I'm Dave Adams. Uh, we've been talking with Jesse Bridges. Now we're going to hear her song. Um up right now so here we go it was uh written in a week and recorded live now you're mine for her uh dog banjo i don't know where you were born and i don't know who you belong to i'm not sure what you did before I met you Seems you came from the wild Straight out of a story that's told to a child But I'm not sure what you did before I met you All I know is life can be unkind You wandered the streets While I was over here losing my mind But I'd rather take care of you I'd rather take care of you I think I'll take care of you now you are mine I've got lots of drawers That i filled up with things Cause the space felt too wide But now that I know Space lets me grow You move me Since I've got you around The room comes alive with your wonderful sounds And now that I know The wave comes and goes You move me When all the shadows are stretching To reach the sky You're rolling down windows while I'm over here Tripping through time But I'd rather take care of you I'd rather take care of you I think I'll take care of you Now you are mine Rather take care of you Rather take care of you I think
think I'll take care of you Now you are mine Now you are mine Now you are